everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Spilling the Tea on GovCon. I'm Teresa Moon, Director of Business Development for Parabolus. We provide a better financial partnership for government contractors that includes a line of credit to fund your growth. The purpose of this podcast is to assist small businesses with success in the federal marketplace by introducing them to industry experts and resources that they may not otherwise know about. Today's guest is my friend, Sven Kummelt, president of Seven Government Solutions and Contracting. He's kicking off another episode in our series, Chronicles of a GovCon CEO, and we're proud to welcome him to the show. Welcome, Sven. Hey, good morning, everybody. Thank you very much for having me here and inviting me to, the, to your podcast. I feel really honored to, uh, to be here this morning. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you again for being here. Um, I think a lot of our listeners can relate to your story from the sense of your transition from military service into your civilian work, but you've got a very unique background. So I want you to spend some time in the beginning here to talk about how um, the military has influenced your work these days and, and talk about you know the fact that you have found a way to cultivate a business that uses your military expertise in going after government contracts. And I think your avenue to do so is, is very unique. It's not something that nobody else does, but I think the way that you've gone about it and your background to get there is amazing. So I want you to tell people a little bit more about yourself, um, talk to your background in the military and um, things that go in line with what you're doing with your work these days. Uh, explain a little bit about the services that your business provides that may be of interest to some of the government agencies that are listening right now as well. So, um, you know, go into that for us in some detail, please. Well, thank you very much. I would love to. So I, as, you, as you mentioned before, I have a quite unique background. Uh, I, I was, um, you know, 14 years ago, I was um, working for the U.S. military over in Germany, where I'm from, uh, did their physical security and um, some close protection stuff. Then I got recruited by the United States Navy on an army base in Germany as a foreigner. And there I was with my green card and I joined the U.S. Navy. Um, then um, I joined the new U.S. Navy and uh, was then, uh, then I served on an aircraft carrier. I got into the security services and also in the, as a master at arms there. Um, I, on my way there, my military service, I um, got a lot of training, weapons training, hand-to-hand -hand combat training, and so on and so forth. Uh, went to Iraq, as a lot of us veterans, and um, after my military time, I went to college here again, educated myself in the, in the American system, because my two degrees were not counted, and from Germany, went then and got my bachelor's in criminal justice, was also got a certificate in um, crime as crime scene technician and police management got out became a, a deputy sheriff uh, got more experience as a law enforcement officer was then involved in training and so on for uh, was then hired by the um, united states coast guard in the headquarter in dc um, first as a contractor as a subject matter expert for uh, police training but also for optic security then I got lucky again, uh, I became a federal employee, uh, got really fast promoted because of my unique background, as you mentioned before, because I did boots on the ground, uh, a lot of um, uh, experience that I gained in Germany and also during my military time. Uh, became a federal employee, like I said, I did um, 
did 11 and 12 was the OPSEC security coordinator for the headquarters in the, um, in the United States Coast Guard. Also taught the command security officer course uh, for the United States Coast Guard as a subject matter expert in anti-terrorism and law enforcement. Ended up being uh, getting hired by the DEA and uh, ended up being the security manager for the DEA in Quantico for the DEA Academy. Was involved in all um, security matters um, as the head of the security department at the DEA Academy. And uh, then I thought, okay, wh what is the next challenge? How can I apply my experience that I gained uh, over those years, military and law enforcement, and I had the idea to start my own company. So my own company, I'm happy to say I got really lucky. I have to do a shout out to my executive assistant, uh, Stephanie Tanks. Uh, she is really my right hand and I couldn't function without her because I'm not good with paperwork. But um, I have to say uh, it was uh, it's really successful. Uh, what I'm applying with my company and offering those services is everything that I have done in my past, my personal, uh, in my professional life. So uh, what we uh, the services that we offering is first uh, physical security part that means like system installation, cameras, access control, uh, physical security assessments, security education that comes in place. Uh, for active shooter exercises, we're subject matter expert in those. Optic security, operation security, for those who don't know what it means, in, uh, it's in detail. It's a security awareness training and not making yourself a target. We see that a lot of times on the cyber side, but we applying that in the physical um, protection side uh to not have your um make yourself a target and all so this is the one part the next part is a security consultant uh we come in as security consultant for federal uh, federal agencies for local agencies but also for the commercial side when it comes in there for a disaster report or analysis or security uh, security training that uh, that all combines with the physical security part. The last part that we offer and we added it on there is uh, close protection services for VIPs, government official, high level CEOs, or wherever whoever requires our services. Uh, we have a team that is qualified um, for concealed training. Um, all my guys that I employ are working for me as a 1099, a former military or police officers and uh, we also offering event security for all those events in the dc uh, nova area uh, that includes a, a shuttle service we pick people up from the hotels bringing them to the event staying with them and uh, bringing them safely back home on the commercial side we are also offering another form of event security um we're doing bachelorette parties wedding parties christmas parties because mm -hmm. uh, we all know people drink too much they're doing some weird stuff sometimes so we're here to help them out if they need anything so that's in the shortcut it's uh, it's us and i'm uh, happy to uh, offer the services to everybody who needs our services uh, we have also a wonderful website um, that uh, explains in detail what we have. There's also on the website, is on there. If you need to have some kind of consultant services, I'm happy to do so. Awesome. Well, thank you for that overview. I mean, 
it, you have no lack in, in what you're capable of doing, both on the commercial and on the government side. And you and I have had several conversations as it pertains, especially in the DMV area, where there's so many high-level uh, people, right? Government officials, high-profile people who just aren't doing enough to not only protect themselves, but the people who want to be around them, too. And, and so proper security measures being taken helps the security for everyone, not just for that one individual. I mean, gosh, you, you can't help but turn on the news every single day and see some type of act of violence, most of which could have been, you know, not maybe, uh, you know, taken care of prior to, but could have been mitigated to a certain extent had proper security measures been taken um, prior prior to the event being being planned and, and having someone like you consult with them on, on a plan of if in the event, this is what to do. Um, and so I'd love for you to be able to talk through some things because I honestly hadn't thought of it. We've been to several events together <laughs> where you've said, you know, this yeah. is a, a huge liability here just because there's not, you know, someone important there. I mean, I like to think of myself as pretty darn important, but um, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be rolling out the red carpet and, and giving me some armed guards, even though I would take it gladly. And I told you, I'm, I'm open to be your poster child anytime you want. Um, but I want you to talk specifically to how your services are applicable to not only high profile people, but you know, people who are active in event spaces and, and, and active going to, you know, any type of environment that might pose a security threat. So um, speaking, speaking in terms of events, we've got a lot, like you said, a lot of parties going on these days. I go to a lot of conferences that have high level people there. Every now and again, you'll see, um, you know, security walking around, taking, surveilling the area prior to these people showing up but then you don't really see them there during it. Not to mean that they're not there, but you know, um, I think some people have this type of detail and some people don't. So let's talk about it in, in a little bit more, um, giving some concrete examples. So do you need security at an event? And if you do, why or why not? So uh, it's a really good question. So um, uh, security, first and foremost, security always becomes interesting if stuff happened, which is a sad stuff, you know, so it is mm -hmm. after the fact. My job is uh, educating people and uh, and uh, in, in the security world, we're talking about preventive security. We want to bring people in a security mindset. This is where the awareness training comes in there and this all blends in. We can all go to an event and have a good time networking, but what if happened this and this and that? And um, uh, a lot of people, they don't think about that. They should not freak out, but they need to have a security mindset. This mm -hmm. is where we come in place. And as you mentioned before, we turn on the TV, there are all kinds of shootings going on, people fight, people get drunk. You have to have security staff on those events for those kind of um, situations. Mm -hmm. Not to escalate, but to, uh, to be there to react. And also doing the preventive security, screen people if there is a bag there, if there is somebody there who does not, uh, should not be on the event or not registered, because that happens all the time too. We will all walk around with our name badges, but what if somebody comes in? Everybody can make uh, make themselves a name badge. Yep. And oh, by the way, nobody gets challenged if you have a weapon on you, what is in your bag, and so on and so forth. That's mm -hmm. why you need to have security on those events. But also for emergencies, maybe somebody is there who is, you know, God forbid, that has a heart attack. 
who is responding? Are there EMT qualified? How I get those people out? Where, if there is a fire going on or a suspicious package, do you have to have a plan on those events to, to save people? Mm -hmm. Our mission is preventive security and save people's life in any kind of environment. Right. And it's so important. I mean, we can't say that we don't understand the necessity of it these days. Um, we live in a world that provides us with enough reason to start yeah. thinking about this more sincerely. And, and so I think it's important for us to be having conversations like this so people can recognize that just because you may or may not think that you're important enough for this, that has nothing to do with it. It is having a plan in place um, on all levels to make sure that any type of risk that is there, whether it's medical or violence or anything of that nature, it applies. So I think, and especially in certain areas of the world are, are more prone to these types of issues too. I mean, obviously um, being in the hustle and bustle of the DC area is gonna promote a little bit more exposure to risk. And so thinking about yourself in a different way when you're having those big parties, um, you know, for your business, you're promoting it, you're marketing it on social media, you're letting everyone know where you're going to be, right? Well, um, that's, exa that's exactly correct, you know, and at that point, I just wanted to mention it too, to Teresa. Everybody is, is so concentrated on our cybersecurity world, which is perfect, which is fine, social media and all stuff, but it starts out on the ground. If I want to find something out about you, you and uh, your company, I look up your name tag, I, I see who you socialize with, I find out who important you are, or what you do, and oh, by the way, um, the most vulnerable, po vulnerable person in the government environment are government contractors, mm -hmm. because they're so easy to approach. There's, they have access to a government agency, high-level stuff. If I want to, if I'm a bad guy, I start with the weakest link, and that's a government contractor on oh, networking wow. events. Right. Yeah. And Lord knows you and I both run that circuit enough. So you definitely have my eyes and ears open. That's for sure. Um, so I know, you know, I think, unfortunately, even when people understand the risk, a lot of what they pay the most attention to is how much is this going to cost me? Right. So yeah. is it and obviously I know what the answer is to this, but I want you to walk through it. Is it worth the cost, especially considering putting together an event has already cost you a fortune? Right. So, and any logistics that go into the event. So how can you justify the cost for, you know, average, average business people and up into those high profile people as well? It's a really interesting question, Teresa. And it's, uh, that's always that, um, that challenge that we have to bring up to those companies or everybody who does an event, not just like if something happens, but if we come in and do like a, a security assessment, provide security and bring up to a plan, not that you, we, uh, we only create a safe environment for everybody's there or for something that has happened, but also, yeah, it, it can lower the liability insurance because we also, we always there, everybody needs insurance and stuff to happen. But if there's something in place that we can say, okay, uh, you do an event, you consult me as a professional, as a subject matter expert company, we come in doing all the security measures, it lowers your insurance mm -hmm. for events, your liability insurance. Because um, like, I, like I mentioned before, if you come after the effects, 
who was in charge, who did that um, event, why didn't you have certain kind of measures in place mm -hmm. that uh, rolls down really fast and can make a big and big issue. So uh, to this question, security is, is really essential for events, not just lower the insurance cost, but also make the environment safe. That's, uh, that's what it uh, comes out for. I mean, I agree. And and so with that in mind as well, who who are good fit for your services um, so that people listening can say, oh, yeah, I fit into that criteria. Maybe give some specific examples as well. So, uh, you know, uh, who is a good fit? Actually, uh, all government agencies, including uh, commercial uh, companies who do any kind of big event. Uh, you and I know there's sometimes events in the, in, the, in bars, restaurants, where everybody has access uh, to those events. They don't. Those are my favorite kind. Yeah, these are, these are awesome. <laughs> but uh, put it like that, everybody can come in there. Nobody gets screened. Nobody, nobody gets, you don't even know if he's a part of that. So that's a vulnerability right there. Right. And then on top of that, you know, I mentioned before, um, we offer also a security shuttle service. A lot of people, they get drunk as you know, and they go in their car and drive, you know, mm -hmm. and then maybe, you know, some of us, you know, women too, um, they end up with an Uber driver who is not really reliable uh, compared to our services. Right. Like I mentioned before, all my guys are either worked with or they worked for me. So I personally vet them and I trust them. They bring you safe to your, uh, to your place where, where you want to be. Um, and that creates a safe environment that we take over all those worries that might show up if something happens. Mm -hmm. This is the idea for security, preventive and reactive security, but creating an, uh, a good environment. And therefore, that said, it applies to any kind of event in that area, because regardless how big the event is, you always can have the same issues. Right. I mean, I, my eyes are wide open about it, obviously. And, and, you know, we always hate to, to pigeonhole it being more dangerous for women, but the fact of the matter is anyone traveling alone from an event and you are uh, putting yourself in a situation that's compromised if you've been drinking, regardless of if you're driving or not. So I, I get that part of it. That's, um, you know, probably why it is so difficult to travel and, and to be places these days because we aren't always as mindful as we need to be of all the risks that are there. Um, and, you know, given the way that we do business, being in person is always what you want to do and, and going out and having a good time is the best kind. And so these are all really great points that people need to keep in mind. Um, it isn't just a safe ride because you're not drinking and driving. It's a safe ride and you're getting home and not having to worry about anything compromising at the end as well or yeah. afterwards. And so, I think it's great that you've pinpointed some of those things. And, um, you know, we encourage everyone to to connect with you on LinkedIn, first and foremost, but to check out your website and see how it might be applicable, especially we always like to promote the federal marketplace. So government agencies that are looking to do events in the coming year, um, we encourage them to reach out to you, um, knowing that your expertise is both in, in the military and law enforcement as it pertains to security. So you definitely have the right expertise and the background to um, you know, really make an impact in the community, and so I'm I'm excited to to see what you have ahead for you. Um, you know, we always like to end the program with allowing our guests to provide some advice or words of wisdom to people that are listening. And I think for you in particular, 
you, you know, did a long stint in the military and then you mm -hmm. used that experience to start a business. Do you have some words of wisdom or some advice for uh, veterans that are, are transitioning into civilian life and may have really appreciated what they did in the, in the military and, and want to utilize those skills to, to start a business of their own. Um, I know it, it's, it is a hardship and it's an uphill road. Um, you know, just because you get over that hump doesn't mean that it didn't take you a little while to get there. So I think a lot could learn from your experience. So if you wouldn't mind sharing some words of advice for those people who are listening that can relate to your story. I would love to, you know, and uh, I'm really involved in the veteran community. I, uh, I have a lot of friends who are still active duty or, or you know, veterans like myself. But um, and my wife is also a veteran. Um, she is an army veteran. So we flipped flop, you know, with the military life for a while. But uh, what I can say, my heart is for the veterans and what I can tell people uh, out there, hire veterans. Veterans are essential for our business not just in the government world but a veteran gets um when we're on active duty we get highly trained the nine times out of ten come with a security clearance even if it's inactive they have experience in their job please hire veterans myself i do a lot of uh, uh, for veterans we actually we we are in that process uh, to uh, to create um um an organization that is for preventing suicide prevention where we can uh, connect to each other we in the 23 we're starting to do a veterans events too for government contractor veterans but we are also involved um with other uh, former active duty members to make the transition from the military time easier usually it's just a week we call it tabs uh, where you know where you get um, some kind of brief how to adjust in the civilian world but that doesn't help you we want to take it longer like a half year uh, get people in you know take them with those two events show them what kind of um, abilities are out there and uh, uh, and if, if you hire a veteran you also get a tax break a lot of people don't understand it and you help the veteran community. So I encourage everybody, hire a veteran. There are nine times out of 10, they're, they're leaders because during the military time, they get in charge uh, for a situation. They need a, need a function, they train how we've, uh, we trained how we fight or fight how we train. And uh, they can apply to a lot of stressful situation, a good job and they're really knowledgeable for it. Well, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Um, I, I know that I'm dedicated to a lot of different organizations that support advocacy for veterans and veteran businesses. And so I appreciate you. Um, you're still dedicating your time to, to that cause as well. And let me know how I can assist. There's a, a several organizations down here in Orlando that I'm affiliated with that service similar uh, programs that you're speaking to that you're trying to create up in your area. So if you want me to connect you with them so that Absolutely. you can kind of learn from from them and, and how they got started and, and what they focus on and things. I'm, I'm happy to do that. So we can talk uh, offline about that definitely. And, and in I'll a, be seeing you soon for those. In a, you know, last, I just wanted to add, you know, if there's a veteran out there and has the idea to start their own business, do so. Hey, it's a, it's a challenge. Uh, myself, I'm a new starter too, but all the experience I gained during my military service and government service, it's uh, the best experience you can have to start your own business because we're subject matter experts in our fields. That's right. 
And that's great. And I, and I appreciate you sharing. And, and I thank you again for joining us, Sven. Um, I look forward to seeing your success in the federal marketplace. And I want to especially thank you for your military service to our country, but also for your friendship and your continuous Absolutely. support of this program. You're always the first person to back me up. And I, I am very, very grateful for you. And I'm so glad that we connected this year. It really means a lot. So I'm always happy to lend the platforms that we have to help you further market your services to all that you are looking to work with. So thank you. I really appreciate it. It was a big pleasure for me to meet you this year. You know, seen on several events and hopefully I see you soon in the DC metro area and you you can have, um, you can take our services that we pick you up from the hotel driving you to the event. Heck so yeah. you, will be, um, you will be on, I will be honored to do so. Yeah. I appreciate it and sold. Uh, I'm going to take you up on it for sure. So like I said before, we encourage our audience to connect with Sven on LinkedIn. Check out his services on his website. And please stay tuned to all we have ahead on this program for the new year. We're excited to continue our journey with you and look forward to sharing more amazing guests and their stories. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Teresa Moon, and this is Spilling the Tea on GovCon. Have a great day. Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to see you soon. Awesome Absolutely. podcast. Thank you. <laughs>